A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hi, Shelby. It's nice to see you virtually. Last time I saw you was in person on the day that uh, Red. Taylor's version yes. is released. Everything has oh. changed. Yes. Everything um, has changed. <laughs> I know. We got to finally reunite in person and hang out and have a good gab sesh yeah. in the flesh when hey. something actually happened. <laughs> I, that kind of rhymed. That kind of rhymed. And yeah. for any new listeners, you probably guessed it. This is Swiftish Podcast. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and I'm Shelby. <laughs> And this episode, we've talked about it. It's going to be all over the place. It's just <laughs> yeah. going to be here, there, everywhere because we, like last episode, we really don't have much of like an agenda. It's just going to be know. a bunch of like red stuff coming out of our mouth. <laughs> well, and I, we should have done it earlier. Like we should have done it, but I was traveling, so I didn't have any of my gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have like time to sit down and do it over the weekend. Then I came home to a sick baby and I had to take care of her. And then I was like, oh, well, I have to re- ca- catch up at work finally. And so just the days kept adding up mm-hmm. and the news kept coming and mm-hmm. the hot takes were piling and it's now they just were. too much. I don't even know where to start. Well, one place I want to start is, and I haven't listened to the episode yet, but we love Matt here. Well, some <laughs> of us love Matt. Your your co-host on yes. Fish You're Wrong. Yes. You guys just released an episode today, yes. and basically someone just uh, thinks that Taylor should have gotten over it. Is that <laughs> is that right? I mean, you know, to be fair, I think um, spending what is it like three some years listening to me rant about Taylor Swift has softened him. You know, has has mm-hmm. colored his perception a little bit. So I think he was a lot gentler than I expected. Okay. Um, and so it was a strangely positive oh. in an interaction, but he was sort of like, how did he phrase it? He was like, does she owe, does she have a responsibility to tell her fans to shut up about Jake Gyllenhaal? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, like some mm-hmm. of the hate, like people are like, especially the extreme side where Swifties are going into Jake Gyllenhaal's DMs and telling him to like kill himself and that sort of thing. Where it's Has like, he been checking his DMs? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, John Mayer has. He's getting prepped. He's like, don't do this to me. Um, but just like the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal didn't sign up to have this 10 years later come back up. Yeah. You know, it's like, do I have sympathy for that experience? I guess. But it's also mm-hmm. like Taylor's not, I mean, I don't know, intent, cause, harm, whatever. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing we get into. But first, let's focus on the positive okay, because we got the release got so that positive. I'm so excited about I know. it. No, sorry, I just saw that on my Facebook or my Instagram. And no, I was like, no, I, appre- yeah, I, have to I do appreciate this. it. Um, yeah, no, Matt's. Yeah, if you want to listen to me talk about Red for an additional hour on another venue, P.S. You're wrong. It's there. Matt is a sort of hater, sort of respecter. Lover. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have a nice discussion about that. Yeah. But um, for Swiftish fans, I know they've been asking, wondering when we're going to finally give our take um, on Red because we yes. released last week a sort of um, prediction. I don't know. Just like our, our excitement just and feelings. predictions and what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It, no <laughs> rhyme or reason. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. And how we were both excited for it because it's one of our favorite albums. Mm-hmm. I mean, the favorite album, I think, for you. Yeah, yeah, and my favorite album. I'm just vacillating. I can never decide. Um, <laughs> I need to pick a lane. But um, no, yeah, I mean, this is hard because we did have a debrief at lunch in person. Yeah. But yeah. I want everyone to hear, like, how did you feel? What did you think? What did you love? So one thing that I found interesting on this album compared to when Fearless was released was she yeah. really did change up a lot a lot more of the sounds and I'm interested in seeing if you agree with me or if you have a thoughts on it but part of me is because I think is because Fearless was just so you know everybody knew it so it was so cookie cutter so she just gave everybody what what they were expecting but I feel like with Red because it was such a it's what's a that word it's a big album and like not everybody really had listened to every single song mm, on it. Like right. it was, it's well known with the Swifties, but with the non Swifties, like who are That's more true, like yeah. jumping on the train. I feel like Taylor really had a lot of, um, 
just wanted to change things up how she thought yes. it could be I, there was production that changed there was a little bit of like chorus and background and uh teen bop stuff that got added in that you know we'll get into later on but i really think that she took more of a creative stance on this one it you know in my mind i would definitely listen to this one over the original one like i'm not too sad to be like oh no i can't listen to the original one like if they right. took it away from me with Fearless, I you know I'm still I was still kind of drawn to Fearless and some of the twanginess of it all, yeah. but I really liked this. It, like overall mm-hmm. impression was, I, I loved it. It was yes. it came in red. It came in a hot. Everybody <laughs> else had like really like strong great reactions to it. What about you? Like what were your initial overview? Yeah, of I, it? I. I really liked it. I was worried. Like to your point, you know, we talked about how. Yes, you belong with me is the same, but there's something like mm. missing, whether it's just her perspective or her pettiness or whatever. Um, and so I was a little apprehensive about this, but I think to your point, like the way I've like seen it is that Taylor is a red stan herself. And she mm-hmm. always has been, but she felt like she couldn't be because it was it didn't get the accolades she thought it was mm-hmm. going to. And I think that really hurt her spirits. And she talked about that and like how it pushed her to do a full pop and like, you know, focus and give the sonically cohesive. And so I think Red's always been sort of like a bittersweet sore spot in her memory. And so I imagine re-recording it was like this opportunity for her to like really lean into it and like appreciate what she did there mm-hmm. while also polishing it up just enough to be like, see guys, this was mm-hmm. the point. Like you, you didn't get it then, but I'm going to make sure you get it now. I mean, there's and so one I song think- we didn't get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, um, <laughs> missed that one but I think overall like the songs you know so much of the criticism around Red Mm -hmm. in 2012 was this is all over the place the sounds the music the genres like her voice her strength like it was a mess to some people's yeah uneducated opinions (laughs) and so now she did kind of polish it up just enough to make Mm -hmm. it feel like it is a little bit more sonically cohesive yes that's the word overused term I think it's just it's nice to see it all it all really work well together Mm -hmm. and be like oh like I get it now like Mm -hmm. I understand why 22 follows all too well and like what what treacherous is doing there floating in between I knew you were trouble and stuff like you're allowed to really explore the heartbreak without being distracted by the I don't know vocal disparities that are sometimes in the first one the original version yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, there were some like when you look more into the bonus mm-hmm. tracks too, like the the unreleased bonus tracks from the vault, but bonus tracks, you also do see how she was struggling with with the sounds and with what direction she was going with. Because mm-hmm. you have you have a song that sounds like a Hillary Duff song, and you have like this very twangy song. That, you know, it just there's so many different sounds coming at you. So I can see where the critics came Girl from. Was going through it, yeah, she was. She just didn't know where she wanted to be. She didn't know where she wanted to fall in the world. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed it. It was like a trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. One thing that everyone everywhere was talking about was a little bit more um, perspective of. You know, Jake Hall and mm. their relationship. Sorry, there's like something flying overhead. Wow. Um, <laughs> my dog's going to like looking around too. But you just a lot more, you know, details that we didn't get the first time around yeah. that we're getting. And in the bonus tracks, we got it in the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Like mm. we got it in the short film and it was just like we were talking about it. People who weren't even Swifties are talking about it. The media's talking about it. Like, wouldn't be surprised if the president's talking about it. (laughs) Mr. Feeney's talking about it. There's just so much. And it's just Taylor is just, you know, people are criticizing her about like, you know, drudging up a relationship, but it's what we've asked for. It's um, what everyone asked for. And are we shocked? Are we surprised? I'm not. (laughs) Well, I think that's what's like really, really like beautiful about the, um, re-recording is that it does seem like like she's out and about talking about it because she's so proud of it and I mm-hmm. think she's proud of not only what she accomplished on the album but that now she owns it and like mm-hmm. and I think it's like easy to get wrapped up in the like juicy details of a bad relationship but mm-hmm. Taylor herself 
isn't being coy. She's not bothering herself with like, you know, like her snarky, like, oh, I can sing this song easily because the man it's about is right in front of me. Like there's none (laughs) of that like usual snarky Mm -hmm. bread and butter you get from early era Taylor. Um, But instead it's like, I'm trying to think of how she mentioned it because she's asked all the time about Jake Gyllenhaal now. And she had this really good response which I have too many screenshots. <laughs> and I have to scroll for like the babe through to even get to my baby pictures. But um Oh okay, I'm more Taylor than it. baby. Yeah, wow. it's a problem. <laughs> um but <laughs> she said um it's not it's not maybe about an ex. I don't like that's not even on my radar. It's not paternity test. I wrote this song and I'm proud of it. Yeah. And I think it's like that simple where it's like Yes, she wrote about these from a personal place and in a time where she was much more free about like burning, you know, bridges or reputations, mm-hmm. like letting, you know, fire, whatever, taking hatchets mm-hmm. to any fence she could. Um, whereas now she's like, hello, guys, um, this is about me. Like, please respect what I've been through, what I was able to create, what I'm now able to take ownership of. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's the exciting part and what makes listening to Red so emotional is that it's like that was a horrible experience for her then. But now because of us, because of the fans who have stuck around, who have been crazy attached enough to even bother <laughs> tuning into an album that we've already heard countless mm-hmm. times before, Breaking it's records. like become so much more yeah. for her yeah, because of us not because of an ex-boyfriend not because of like oh I can still feel that heartbreak like no 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 she's putting her heart and soul into it for our sake and Mm -hmm. I think that is what like makes it so potent and powerful now which is so funny because now everybody like people who aren't really like Swifties who are hating on her they're making it about Jake like yes she's giving us more yes she's she's diving more into it but I think it's more like you said more about us more about owning her own album making this really hers and something different from you know big machine records Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing and I I uh, texted you about it because my husband was was reading an article about music records and music Mm -hmm. um the music industries right now and you know something that they're doing which is really really sad is for new artists we thought that this would really you know (laughs) give headway to artists really reclaiming their work and really owning their work you know taylor swift and umg got together and all their artists are going to be able to like own their work but other record labels are doing the exact opposite they're writing it in contracts that if you do any recordings, even after our contract, we still get proceeds from it. And so yeah. it's just, it's, you know, it's really interesting and really sad. You know, Taylor is definitely making her way and making her, her stamp on the music industry, which she has been doing since day one. But it's so sad to see how other people are like, <laughs> you know, not only combating like, oh, she's, she's not over Jake Gyllenhaal, but then other people are like, oh, we can't let other artists do this because <laughs> yeah. Taylor is breaking records she is you know this is this is an album that all of us have been obsessed with for like 10 years and it's so interesting Mm -hmm. to see how well she's doing and because she's doing so well at doing this people are like getting scared of like what she can make happen for younger artists I know but it's like this is a once in a generation like Mm -hmm. thing like no one else could do this and pull Mm -hmm. off the numbers she's doing like could they re-record and like get to yeah they'd be able to own their work again but the fact that taylor got like 90 million plays in the first day that all 31 tracks were trending in the top 100 which is even the old tracks yeah (laughs) that means that everyone was listening to it not just jumping to the yeah (laughs) yeah, not just jumping the new stuff not just listening to all too well 10 minute version and i remember when she announced that she would do these re-recordings people were like that is a dumb choice like use your power Mm -hmm. somewhere else like no one's gonna bother listening to this like they asked music execs um like professionals uh trend experts like do you think this is gonna work and the general consensus was there's no way that someone can rally their fans to make an imprint that makes it worth the investment Mm -hmm. for these Mm -hmm. artists to (laughs) re-record and it's like 
one guy was saying, if you should, if you could show me one artist for who this worked out well, I'd say it's a great idea and everyone should do it. I just haven't seen any evidence of that. Like, what is it you're trying to do? Say to your fans, don't listen to the music you already love. I don't know fans like that. Mm, <laughs> Swifties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, on this line, I read this somewhere and I tried. Like, I saw someone tweet this and I tried to fact check it and I wasn't sure if I was getting the right um, streaming place Mm. like the streaming app right but from what i saw and i don't know i'll have to look at it was i think they had said spotify was taking down access to like the original red no it was iheart radio Radio. i I think iheart radio and pandora said that they'd only play taylor's version so like these radio channels oh Um, the channels not like yeah so people can still access and stream okay okay See, yeah. look at. I'm glad you fa- you were able to fact check. <laughs> I like was like, oh, it's not Spotify, so I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> but the I radios. Mean, okay. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I don't know the financial um, numbers of how yeah. well it's done, but I think it's it's been a huge success, and she's she's Doing like toppling records that she yeah. was the last one to hold like you know. and, and that's what she's always been doing and she's doing so mm. much for red like we yeah. talked about this last week way more than she's doing for fearless like we got you know she performed the whole 10 minute version on snl she yeah. just released the um oh my gosh what is it called why did i want to see lonely island because not lonely island oh, the she, sad yes. virgins this the sad version yeah sad girl version for the um Sad Girl Autumn. Sad Girl Autumn Long Pond Studio Sessions. Yes. Uh, Yeah, she's just been doing so much and all the merch that's been coming out, everything that she's been throwing our way. You know, we got that music video with Blake Lively that she directed. Like, there's so much. And so one thing that I I am thinking, like, is she – and Fearless was kind of like a long shot, but does she want this to go to the Grammys? Because she's doing so much promotion for it. She's throwing so much at it. We're getting new music videos. Like there's still some, so many Easter eggs that people are thinking that she's going to be releasing more music videos. I'm just, I, I, well, what's <laughs> I think she'd go for, I think she'd go for a single of the year or a music video, but I don't think she'd, I don't think she'd put red forward. Yeah. I think it's too hard a game, especially when you have like, Adele. Adele coming out with an album, mm-hmm. and there's more and more musicians doing real out al- like new albums. I wonder so if she'll do. I don't think it would work. Um, I bet you think about me for like CMT awards. Yeah. For yeah, I can I can see that. Oh yeah, I mean I can't keep I think, up with her. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason she's doing a lot about all too well ten minute version is one because. <laughs> she we she wrote it for us she uh, she's she gave it to us and mm-hmm. that's the that's the crowning jewel on her re-release here and i mm-hmm. think it's always meant to be but also it's the headline and it's it's getting it's gonna debut at number one people think and um and things like the sad girl autumn version help with that mm-hmm. um charting do but, you think that she released she moved up the release date for Red because she wanted to do like she wanted Adele. She wanted to give Adele her moment, or do you think she oh. moved it up because she didn't want to compete with Adele? That one. I, okay, okay. Because everyone's like, I mean, "Oh, look, she's so nice. Yeah. She moved it up just for Adele." But I'm kind of like, no, oh. no, because no. even going after Adele, like Adele might still chart the yeah. weeks after it. So yeah. maybe she wanted her week, and then okay, like. Adele's probably going to do way much better because it's new music that we haven't heard from her in like five years. Like this is red. Everyone loves it. But, you know. Yeah. And I don't think it's like she's mad. No bad like blood. I don't think it's no. like Ugh, Adele ruined my moment. No. It's more, you know what? Like let's just do this because it'll be more fun for me, more fun for my fans. Yeah. And we'll avoid headlines of like, oh, Adele's album trumps Taylor's or whatever yeah. it is. You know. I see you over there on the internet. Yeah. Know, <laughs> pinning up the girls. She's like, I know how comparing. this is going to go. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I know how it's gonna go. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compete yeah. with Adele. I, I'll, I'll do my own week, and then I'll let her have the rest of yeah, the. Yeah, and like, why not? Why yeah. not put everything she has into this re-release? Like, I don't mind the promotional blitz. I don't think it was Mm-mm. unwarranted. I think it really does come back to this being her sort of, um, like vindication. Like she's mm-hmm. like. This album was always meant to be my favorite, meant to be a positive release, meant to wow and 
cause wonder. But instead in 2012, you got headline after headline about who's this song about? Like what's, what's she saying? Why is she dating so much? If she's just going to write, you know, like just negative Mm -hmm. press, all of this stuff about her being a man eater, all this doubting that she's writing her stuff, her own stuff. Once she goes to pop with Max Martin and Shellback. And it was just like a brutal time to be Taylor Swift and to be a Swifty. And so even though the album was well-received, it wasn't like, it wasn't a triumphant moment for her. And that's proven in the everlasting gif of her losing the Grammy to random access memories. (laughs) And I think it's, that was a hard moment to live down like personally Mm -hmm. for her. And so I think she wanted to like go hard for this, like just to just to not be like she said crying in between interviews and weeping in between shows like she's actually happy this time around and gets to enjoy it do you think because on one of her the like unreleased from the vault nothing new that song Mm. with phoebe do you think that she wrote that before all of the press or do you think she wrote this kind of in between 1989 and red era because you do get a lot like it it really shows you like hunt and slay the ones you know who you've told when they were younger to go out and have their fun you know how long is this going to be cute you know oh well speak you know. now was a rough time for taylor too yeah <laughs> critically this just, she said in an interview on neither seth myers or yeah or um jimmy Fallon. she was asked about that one and she talked okay. about writing it after the speak now tour okay because it was just it's like she was like looking into the future because yes speak now like which boy is this about she's dating so much but then like it like only intensified as we know Mm. because she got her name got bigger she started dating people who had more of like clout to their name and it just was like oh my gosh it's exact opposite of like 22 you know just having all this fun and doing whatever you want and just making fun of exes and here it's just like oh it just kind of like like i don't know knife to the heart was just so sad like oh baby girl just ignore (laughs) the next 10 years ignore them I know. Um, and proof that women can sing songs with Taylor because there's a shared experience there. So and I appreciate that she got a verse. Yeah. They can be featured and not only in the background. Like, yeah. I wonder though, did she, was she planning on that? Or did she hear the criticism from everyone being like, oh, okay, Phoebe, you'll get your own. Like, I'm going to give her her own verse because. I think that, that song lends itself to, you know, like to musicians peers singing about the same thing like it's Mm -hmm. clearly relatable so i wouldn't be surprised if she'd always planned that whereas like something like a love song maybe she's a little more hesitant because of how people talk about her sexuality enough already or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. and so like that seemed like an easy fit where it's like oh we're just peers singing about the industry yeah but what about like the high-end sisters we're just people singing about killing men like that that doesn't really make sense yeah that was a lazy tuesday for them i think um (laughs) really phoned it in yeah um but no i'm curious like um what was your what was your favorite of the old tracks and then maybe we can get into your missed moments on the old tracks as well (laughs) okay so my favorite on the old tracks you know I you know I'm not gonna skip over all 12 because all 12 is always one of my favorites but that's that's like obvious like let's hit her over there let's hit everyone over the head with it but you like listened and enjoyed the new the new Taylor's version of the original all too well I mean, I just, I mean, I love all too well, whatever version yeah. she gives it to us. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's how it is. But one thing that I really, really liked and I enjoyed better than like, especially the last time was, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> the last time <laughs> and everything has changed. And oh. a lot of it is, you know, is, and this is sounding bad, but Taylor sounded amazing, but the guys sounded even better than they did in the first <laughs> round. So it just kind of like shows that like the growth that, all these artists that she's worked with over the years have had in the past 10 years. And I really liked the last time um, that really kind of like was something I really related to when it first came out. And I loved everything has changed too, because it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. And Ed Sheeran's voice in that one just sounds (laughs) so much better. And he was such like a younger artist then too. Yeah. And people knew him, but not as much as like they know him now. So I've really enjoyed seeing all these people that she's worked with grow throughout the 
the last what oh is it a, a decade years. oh my it'll be a gosh yeah but oh it, it was really hard to really like pick which favorite was because all of them i was like oh i love red i yeah. loved you knew you <laughs> i knew you were trouble one thing i really liked about i knew you were trouble was do you remember when they'd make fun of like, i knew you were trouble with the goat of course and it was like because like when she would say the the ooze it would be really really high and really really like loud but here with the taylor's version she kind of like she brought it down a little bit it wasn't (laughs) as loud and in your ears like she's really like worked through the production of everything except for one song that you know (laughs) improved it but i'm all over the place it's like it's like picking my favorite dog well did one was there one that you didn't like as much on the original that suddenly became one of your favorites on the taylor's version or no i think this might be because of you oh you know i i've always liked holy ground Yes. I liked it, but I wasn't really like, oh my gosh, holy crap. Like, it was just a song that I'd listen to and I wouldn't skip, but I wouldn't be yeah. like, Bleh. but I was really living for holy ground this time. Like, it was just Beautiful. something that I was like, wow, like maybe I didn't give it as much credit the first time around. And maybe it's because <laughs> you have like really just talked about it. And I was like, okay, I have to listen to it. Yes. But I really liked holy ground. It oh, was it just something so that, hard. yeah. And just like to hear the her production, her voice, yeah. the production. Oh, her it voice. was like, <sighs> So, oh, yummy. was that was that your favorite one? I don't know. I guess if I had to like gun to my head, like say which That's one hard. I like appreciated the most as a new version, I would say twenty two. Like twenty two, really? yeah, is just like such a clean production. Her voice mm-hmm. is a lot less. I think I had pop songs on the original. There was just like a range issue where she started to cover up for a lack of depth she would kind of like talk through the verses almost and so there wasn't as much like flow and I don't know how to explain it because I'm not musical Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just judging her um (laughs) but I feel like it was always like hey I don't know about you and like it was always fun like I loved it yeah but the new one it's just like there's like depth to it there's a richness it's like buttery and the production too is a lot cleaner Mm -hmm. um it just is so like Oh, just wonderful. And like, I feel like um, I took notes on all these songs. They're just like chaotic notes. This one's like a page long. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great redo. Is it a different key? I don't know. But this is a song where you can really hear the difference nine years it makes. Yeah. She went so hard. Um, that beat drop is so rich. Her background no, her backgrounds no longer feel like karaoke backup vocals. I guess that's I mean, a feeling. <laughs> I mean, what about I knew you were trouble though? <laughs> no, I, not I yeah. knew you were trouble. Hold on, we are we never, are never, never back, back together. together. Like, what about that yeah, one though? That was a rough one for me. Yeah. I don't know why because I've really sat down with it yeah. and like tried to hear if there's a difference. And when I put the two wees next to each other, I can't hear the difference. But when I listen to the different songs, really, mm-hmm. there is something happening there that yeah. that we hits like a lot sharper and a lot just like cringier for me like it's a full body like when when we when it comes on when we first talked about last week you had said something that really kind of like oh that is exactly like what (laughs) I think of now every single time I listen to it and you said that it reminds you of like when it's on like teen bops or like (laughs) now that's what I call music like and that's and once I want to listen to it I like no, no, it's okay. I kind of got that same feeling. I was like, okay, now let me listen to the other one. Let me listen to it. Let me see if I get that same feeling. And I didn't. And I was – it just wasn't something that popped out to me and it still doesn't yeah. when I listen to it. And <laughs> it's interesting that you listen to them together to see and you couldn't tell the difference. But when you listen to them separately, yeah. Just like when I pulled – because I was going to try and do like a TikTok or something. Mm-hmm. It was way too much effort and so I gave up. But I had like, <laughs> I had like pulled the we, just the we from each yeah. song. And I think she's doing the same thing, but I think the production leading into it on the original was a little bit more, you know, natural as far as mm-hmm. it goes with the song that has that sort of bass drop. Whereas this one was just like, maybe she's so deep on everything else that it was suddenly like, whoa, what's happening? Like, yeah. let's bring it back down, center ourselves. Let's uh, <laughs> try again. So the that's the one where I'm like, oh, like, you know. Yeah, Eight, 18 out of 19 or however many original tracks there were. Great job. No notes. Yeah. But that one, I was just like, can we uh, take that back to the like, <laughs> studio let's, let's just for a little, that one right little now. minute? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas 
it's Elvira. Yeah, let's get her in the studio, please. Elvira. <laughs> well, you know, but, that um, was yeah. a miss for her, I think. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I, are we the only ones that hear it? That's what I want to know. know. Or do other people I know. hear it too? I haven't seen it. I, th- I like, like Matt didn't notice it because, you know, I don't think anyone who's not listened to that song yeah. as much as I have would notice it. Like my husband didn't, but it's just like, it's something that will always stick out like a sore thumb for me. And I've been trying to like come around onto it because I really love that song. I think it's one yeah. of her funnest pop songs and it's a real crowd pleaser. It's easy to throw on, like have a good time too. So I'm going to like keep listening to it obviously, but that was the one where I was like, like, Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Cause like I had put the song, I had put the album on shuffle and the first one out the bat was Holy ground. And I was like, Oh my gosh, am I ready to hear this? Like, what if I hate it? But then it was so perfect that I was like, wow, this is so exciting. And then the next Mm -hmm. shuffle song was state of grace, which is my other favorite. And I was like, Holy Hannah, this is a beautiful improvement on an already great song. Oh, yes. the production so of her good. voice was just so cl- clear and crisp oh, and it was just like about it. such a great introduction to Red. Oh, oh I know her best it's album so opener and just paid dust in every ranking I've ever seen. But yeah. um, and yours. so I was just going through like all these highlights and then We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together came on and I was like, oh, I love this song. I'm so excited. And I was like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, a little cringe. But the real, the real head scratcher for me on the original tracks was obviously "Girl at Home." (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. You know, when I first heard it, I I think we've talked about this on our podcast a couple times. That I don't hate "Girl at Home." Like I'm fine with it. A lot of people have hated it. They've said it's like cheesy. They don't like the production. Whatever. I don't get it because you guys will accept like what's the What's the wedding one? The speak oh, now. Oh yeah, oh, speak now. Um, yeah, speak now. Yeah. <laughs> like what's from speak now? That's it. Yeah. People accept that one. They even like they even love stay stay stay. But girl at home for some reason has always been one that's just been rejected. But I've always been like fine with it. Yeah. And then this comes on. <laughs> oh god. And like Taylor Swift forgot the assignment, which was to make. She literally said in an interview. <laughs> On like Fallon that very night. Oh, I just wanted to record these as true to the original as possible because that's what the fans love. <laughs> and then she got to grow at home, and she's like, "Not you." Okay, like people did not love you. You're the redheaded stepchild. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's yeah. like, "Back of the line. We're getting someone in here. We're cleaning this up." It's like the yeah. It's like a evil twin double where it's like, mm-hmm. "Wait, you're not. You're not who I think you are, but." maybe like what's happening here like, and of course think- all the new fans have accepted oh. it and i'm salty oh, about it see and i still sing the way it is like i i don't know why i've had girl at home psych in my head but i've been singing the original version to my dogs when i go up and like try and like love other people i'm like hey don't look at them you have a girl at home it's me come on but like and i and i i I've only listened to that once, that song once. And oh, I'm like, really? I don't want to listen to it again. But I have like, yeah. because I think because all the hate you've given it, it's been in my head. <laughs> hey, let me just say that I don't, I don't hate the remix. It's just, it's just puzzling to me that it got a remix, but wasn't titled a remix. Like, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, she did not mm-hmm. recreate Girl at Home. It is nowhere to be found. She said, Big Machine, <laughs> you can keep that. Like, she abandoned that child. She and did. Yep without even remarking on it she wasn't like oh whatever like i think she just was like i don't care about you one iota like please (laughs) and that's her prerogative but it was just weird for me and i'm not like i wasn't sold on the remix at first i can like enjoy it now but i'll always anytime i listen to it i'm just like i want to know the story of what Mm -hmm. what pushed taylor to be like no you're the problem child stay where you're at (laughs) Taylor, tell us. Give us some more. Maybe we'll get some more inside behind the scenes like she did for yeah. the location. Because, oh. I mean, she could have just shoved it on the end as Girl at Home, Taylor's version, Elvira remix. I don't know, from the vault. Is this is, is Girl at Home rumored to be about Zac Efron? <laughs> yeah, it's my okay. favorite rumor. Yeah. I love that rumor. I Anytime I think of that song, I think about them on the Ellen show and the chemistry yeah. there and the way <sighs> people are like, oh, they must be in love, even though they filmed this movie remotely and never met each other until that day on set, on the Ellen set. Um, <laughs> hey, a lot of people have had, like, had relationships without yeah. <laughs> meeting each other 
if I yeah. was strong, strong feelings. So you see a picture of Zac Efron and you're like, oh, yes, I girl. love you. I would have. <laughs> I was willing to risk it all. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would have had the strength to sing Girl at Home to him were no. he to proposition me. But I would um, be the girl at home with him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Definitely. you got a girl at home and it's me. Let's go. Okay. So I'm going to back it up really quick because okay. you, I've seen a lot of theories come out about some songs that I hadn't really thought about. And this one oh. we've we've talked about, but we haven't talked about this theory of who the song was about. It's oh. a New Year Trouble. And I should have I should have talked about it when we were talking about how like Oh, I how have much I like thoughts. It. Please okay. do tell me. I have a whole thesis ready on this song. Do you think it's about Tyson Ritter or do you think it's about <laughs> Harry Styles? This Based- is not about No, 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 no. No. This is no. Record setting straight. Shelby said it is now Bible truth. Okay. I knew you were trouble. Period has yeah. always been about John Mayer. Okay, those are okay. facts. Okay, <laughs> now, she said once upon a time a few mistakes ago. That means it's not Harry Styles because Harry Styles, the only time they interacted in 2012 before Red came out was in January, yeah. so mm-hmm. it couldn't have been a few mistakes ago. Okay. Also, the whole recording thing. I don't believe that Harry Styles and her dated during that time. Maybe they were flirting. Whatever, doesn't matter. Okay. It also is not about Jake Gyllenhaal because she did not know he was trouble. Nope. Um, the other guy, I just don't buy that theory because I actually had notes on this um, about other lyrical references to Dear John songs that are in mm-hmm. I Knew You Were Trouble, mm-hmm. but I can't remember them off the top of my head. But so people, I think so I saw this. Mayer. So I saw this just theory and it was based solely on the fact of the music videos and Easter eggs mm. in the music videos. Like how the guy was dressed. He was dressed very All-American Rejects, you know, around <laughs> right, that right. time. And People then there's like... dressed like Jake Gyllenhaal too, though, you know. <laughs> with like, with the hat. Like, yeah. and it just looked very... And I was like, okay, I can see it. Like, I'm not like a, oh, this is Tyson Ritter because apparently they met at like the backstage of an awards show and I don't know, but like... But I knew you were trouble the whole outro of the music video. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. I'm I'm mad no, at no, the no. internet spreading no, I'm lies. just... I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm just asking I'm more because you but know the, the intro is like oh I I lost myself and like so it was clearly about a relationship not like yeah. a I saw a guy walk by and I knew he was trouble so I did not even go oh, with him well apparently they had dated behind the scenes and like that's the whole person's theory and like one thing that really like people are grasping on is that uh, Tyson Ritter actually has like a necklace that looks very mm. similar to the one that's in the music video mm. that like he gifts, I think in the music video, he gives it to Taylor and then, Oh yeah. And yeah. Then, vague memory of that. <laughs> and then there's an article written about how he, he had a, a necklace until he mm. gave it, gave it away. And so like mm. there's, so like, and I'm not like behind okay. it 100%, but like I've seen, and then like, I've just seen some things where I'm like only because of the music video, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like going to mosh pits, um, the way the guy dresses, just I mean, everything is very, I'm like, okay, all American rejects. It looks like that. But like, was that really meant to be Easter eggs for that relationship? Or is it just right. kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah, thought, like, I, I know because I think Taylor also has this nasty habit of of throwing red herrings at yeah. anyone because she wants them to focus their ire on whoever she's mad at in the moment, right? Like, yeah. like with this song when she performed it at the Brit Awards, she's she's like, oh, I could sing it because the man is like here in the room, and it was like Harry Styles, but I think there's no chance in hell that this song is actually about Harry Styles. And she also did like, we are never ever getting back together, but did it with a British accent because she had just been dumped by Harry Styles. And so people were like, Harry Styles inspired me. And it's like, no, 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 no. She's taking what she's feeling right now and putting into music yeah. right back then. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I believe I Knew Your Trouble was about John Mayer. And I think mm-hmm. that's why she styled it with a period originally. Cause she's like, this is over. Like in, what is it? What does she say? In um, the other song about him, she's like, next chapter or like it's over, the end. Mm-hmm. What's the song where she's like, the end? Isn't that the um, story of us? Or the story of us, yep. Yeah. Next so chapter. I think it's I think it's just mimicking that it's like, it's over, you're dead to me, get out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's my take. And also I, we need to acknowledge that Holy Ground is about Joe Jonas. I found that out earlier this year and it oh. destroyed me. Oh, okay. So speaking of like Holy Ground (laughs) 
and this is totally random, but ha- have you been, do you follow Katie Thurston on Instagram at all? Oh, no, but I've seen she's been doing this 12 days of mess. 12 days of messy, which I am so annoyed at because I'm like, okay, yeah. She, so what she's doing, she's a past <laughs> bachelorette and her season was like last season. Bad. So she's everything's <laughs> so very like raw. She just broke up with her, with the guy she chose for her season on the bachelorette. Her fiance. Her fiance. They just broke off their engagement. And so what she's doing is she's taken all too well, all of the songs from Taylor's version and she's doing a 12 days of messy and she's uh, lining up all these songs with boys from her season, which first of all, why is she not calling it 13 days of messy? Like I am just like a fan. I'm like, no, I was like, she's, she's just doing this for clout, but um, Holy ground. She gave to Mikey, which he was also on um, the virgin. Yeah. He's, he's a virgin. And I'm just kind of like, Oh my, I mean, yeah. Cause he's, well, because he's righteous, because he's churchy, maybe. But I'm like, I don't really see their relationship as like holy. I ground. think she is just barely. She said holy, and yeah, he's yep. a religious guy. <laughs> like, do you not have you not listened to the song? Like, some of them was like, "Don't look at me," because you have a girl at home, Aaron and James from you know. If you watched Bachelor in Paradise, like, oh, that's hilarious, and we're right, never right. ever getting back together with Blake. But I'm just kind of like, girl. Stop doing this for a clout. If you are a true Sith Swifty, it would be 13 days and you would really Well, she does harder. like Mikey, so maybe she is saying, like, it was fun being with you. Like, I'm not mad about it being yeah. over. Yeah. But also, I think it was just because it was meant to be funny because he's yeah. churchy. And I'm more taking it into, like, hey, like, what's – no. <laughs> You're like, give me the tea. Give um, me a 13th day. But anyway, okay, so but let's random. get into these bonus tracks. Yes. Um, Yes, because we haven't even started to talk about the 10 minute version of All Too Well. <laughs> no, and you guys, so what we're going to be doing next, and hmm. Shelly hasn't given me the go ahead, but I'm oh, like, yeah, that's what we should do. I texted you, and, I, and then we started talking about something else. But <laughs> the next episode, we're going to go, we're going to dive deep into the All Too Well 10 minute version and the short film. Oh, okay. So that'll be that. I do not and, remember this text. Oh, well, I think this is what we should do. And then the next one will go into um, I Bet You Think About Me, like, and the right. music video. I think that I don't. Okay, possibly yeah, so it. we'll talk about the 10 minute version here okay. but don't expect okay, like fine i mean okay I'll it would hold be it, <laughs> it would definitely be a like a an hour and like a three hour it would be episode swiftish 10 hour version yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> taylor's version 10 hour version <laughs> okay let's get into the into these tracks well now that i know i can't have fun talking about all too well 10 minute version taylor's version from the vault have, to have like a mini um, session <laughs> of fun. what were your what was your favorite in spite of that because there's okay. a few that we've heard of which is yes. better man babe we've heard versions of that yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. Ronan wasn't listed as a bonus track, but it was new to this album. Yeah. And then um, and then everything else was new, right? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of want to skip over like Babe and Better Man. Like I love that we got them from – unless you want to talk about them. I love that we got them from like her because she wrote them and Did she recorded like them. Did you like them compared to the originals? I mean to um, the, the country versions? I thought she did them justice. I kind of like the, the original ones a little bit more better. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but I thought Babe's she did a little them more poppy. Yeah, Babe's yeah. a Jack Antonoff number. So yeah, yep. People, were I liked them. About that. I didn't hate them, but I, you know, they're. They, I kind of like had our, and I and I didn't hate them because did Big Machine own own them or were they more like a Sugarland and Yeah, no, they the Big Machine didn't. She was the songwriter and she just sold them to. Yeah, so that like, I'm not. I'm not like oh. No, I I can, I can, I can without any guilt say that I, I prefer the other ones, but I love these ones as as well too. And then Ronan, I will be honest, I didn't listen to it because I did not. I, I, I I didn't want to. It was. That's fine. You're pregnant. You shouldn't. I was like, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. But the other ones, um, I loved nothing new. We had we had talked about this one already. I yes. loved it. It was more like a oh, like my poor. I just want to hold like twenty two year old Taylor and twenty one year old Taylor. But it'll be okay. I know. Okay. You're like it doesn't uh, get better, but we're here for you. <laughs> yeah, we're we're here for you. And I think the imposter like, syndrome lives on. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know your thoughts about message in a bottle. Did you like it? Well, first I have a question. I wonder if you okay. can answer. Why yes. on earth did she shove? nothing new in between better man and babe like why 
why did she organize that that way? Because Better Man and Babe, we've heard before. So it's like, oh, she should, like, I don't know. Like, did she, um, how did she decide how to layer these? Because it's like, well, why that? Why those maybe in between those? <laughs> because those are two, like, Better Man and Babe were about exactly what similar. people are talking about. Mm. Well, no, they're very similar, but I also think that, like, they're kind of talking about this, like, when when is it going to be, how long will this be cute? You, you know, mm. getting heartbroken and writing songs about boys. And mm. they're basically, this is basically sandwiched in between two songs that are prime right. examples of, like, okay, come on, Taylor. Stop writing about your exes. Like, stop mm. playing the villain. Like, come on. Like, and even though okay. she didn't release them then, I think it kind of, like, shows you, like, maybe why she didn't release them mm. then. It was because of all the criticism she was getting. I like that. Okay. Um, message in a bottle. Yeah. When it first came on, I <laughs> have texts about it. I can read. I was, yeah. I was live texting my sister and we, we both <laughs> turned it. that on at the same time. And, um, I said, um, message in a bottle. I always think genie in a bottle. When I first saw message <laughs> in the bottle, I'm like, I'm genie in a bottle. I said, I'm worried about, I'm scared to listen to it. And she was like, like, it's going to be me. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, it's Max Martin and Shellback, so at least it will be good. And then, um, and then it came on, and I, I was confused, but I was into it. Where I mm. sent the GIF of the kombucha girl, yeah. where I was like, oh yeah, oh, and then I was like, no, like, it's good, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think it makes sense why it was cut. Um, it's pretty shallow let's say like it's pretty yeah. like empty calories um it feels very carly ray jepson very much rebecca black very much like hillary duff wrapped in there um, hillary duff <laughs> that is who it yeah. is I can't and so it song. was like fun but it's like yeah. so we talked about how taylor kind of played with her pop music in this yeah. one like yeah i got some country got some pop i am so glad one she didn't release this song. <laughs> It's my least favorite hater. song. I do not like this song. Wow, interesting. All. And I, I think maybe it's because she's like something. Not she's, even the beat drop. I just think because it's like it's not Taylor. Like it's like, <laughs> of course Taylor wrote it, but like like you said, it was very like Hillary Duff, Rebecca Black, and for the Hillary Duff song, I couldn't think of what song it was, but maybe it reminds me of "This Is What Dreams Are Made Of" a little bit with like <laughs> the B and like a little bit of like the sing-songy but I did not like it and I'm so glad that when she wow. did 1989 when she went full pop she didn't go this pop like I, I mean how you so get the glad. girl would like to have a conversation I feel I know, like but it, they're pretty similar mm, not not so different for me like <laughs> I get I get where I you're coming from to how you get the girl I, I get where I mean I don't listen to it a lot either but like <laughs> I'm I'd rather how you get the girl over message in a bottle and it's more of Whoa. like the production of it I don't like it it's just too much of like too airy and fluffy and too produced and <laughs> ugh. yeah I can respect that I I love a good pop moment I think mm. you this skew more it? towards um depth and richness and see I, I think you do <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this song. I mean, I mean, I like Out of the Woods, and you do not like Out of the Woods. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I see the depth there, but you see it more on something like um, throw it on my face. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or I guess, it my face or I guess it's nice to have a friend. Uh, hey, sure. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I, but yeah, no, I I like it because I love a good roll your windows down and just like. You know, I'm just like a dog with my head out the window. I'm just enjoying the ride. You know, See, I'd roll my, win my windows down. It's like we're never getting back together or I knew your trouble. Not this. Oh, I'm like, yeah, sunshine, oh. blue skies. <laughs> See, yeah, you like happy moments. I like more like let's You're drudge like, a guy. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cut me, pop. I can. Yeah. No, I don't like this. Um, but I was surprised by how much I liked I Bet You Think About Me because it's yes. very country. And yes, I at first country. was like. The instant the twang happened, I was like, oh, cute. I was like, oh, fun. And then, of course, it's my favorite brand of Taylor, which is petty and yes. um, snarky and sarcastic me. and mm -hmm. and self-aware and kind of like I think God tier Taylor Swift lyric is the I bet you think of me when you're like, oh, my God, she's insane. She wrote a song about me. Like, I just <laughs> I love that. I just love it so much. So. 
Like, yes, it's funny to think about this being about Jake Gyllenhaal. I think it shows an important part of the healing process, which is where Mm -hmm. you just, you know, you dress like hipsters and make fun of your exes. And I Mm -hmm. think that is such a fun song, but she probably kept it off the album because it was a little bit too raw still, right? Like it was a little too on the nose. It was a little too spotlight on Jake Gyllenhaal, like... It, you know the dear john for jake gyllenhaal was i bet you think about me but then i also like how she kind of like channeled this energy into blank space yeah because yes. like you have her talking about how like oh she's insane she's writing a song about me and then she channels that into blank space yeah which is kind of like it, it was a gr- good segue I-, I loved this song so much um yeah. it's it's really good like it's i it definitely i think was too twangy for red with like even though it wasn't sonically cohesive i think this definitely would have been like whoa yeah. like where where'd this twangy come from yeah and i think it like helps that it has a distance now because the twang like adds to the to like the hyperbolic way she's like oh i'm just a country girl and you look down at me because i'm from pennsylvania you know yes. <laughs> so i like you I, I i i think it's about jake of course yeah. And I've seen so many people be like, I will fight to the death that this is about um, Connor Kennedy. It's about Connor Kennedy. I'm like, oh. oh and only because goodness. of like – and we've talked about this last week about like the spoon fed and how like Silver Spoon and all his like pe- – all of his friends who are like pedigree and everything like that. But then you brought up, you know, Natalie Portman's pedigree. <laughs> um, but I was like, I don't see this being about Connor at all. Yeah. Like, no, Connor no could not make her feel inferior. Connor no. was a literal child. 17, Con- yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ooh. it would be appropriate for Taylor to write this song about Connor because it's no. like, girl, you could leave whenever you want. Like, it, yeah. you're the one, re- like, the power imbalance is in your court here mm-hmm. with that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is the exact pipeline from all too well grieving process to you know, she said that she wrote this on the Speak Now tour in like June of that, of 2012. And so it was right after their breakup. And she's finally like, you know what, let's just go and like write Mm -hmm. this snarky song. So I think it's much more about that than some summer fling she had with a Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, the other... The other stuff I didn't really like love. It's not really something I want to revisit. I did not enjoy Run. I felt like it was lacking substance. Mm-hmm. The only thing I got out like, of Run, yeah. The only thing I got out of out of Run that I like kind of made a note of was she said a heart on your sleeve. Like I, I think she said I'll take the heart off of your sleeve or something. Mm. And, I, and I googled Harry Styles because I know he has tattoos and he has a literal like. An anim- anonymically correct, I don't know, heart tattoo on his wow. Look at like, that. <laughs> well, I guess it is the I know, I know places um, precursor. I yeah. honestly can't even remember what it's about. It's like they just want to run away from the criticism, right? Yeah. And that's Cute. how I kind of was with a few, like with fr- the very first night, I didn't write really anything down, but with Forever Winter. Um, oh, that was sad it, it was really sad and i was like who is this about i don't think this is about anyone that she's been in a relationship with could it be maybe about a family member her brother her dad like someone who she's like best friends with mm. um but it was sad like oh like yeah i think people i don't even i don't know i don't really like talking about who it's about because it's yeah. so personal but that's why I that's why i was like that's why i didn't think it was like a, an actual like boyfriend because everything yeah. was like that's why i was like it's this is a deeper relationship yeah. and she's like really like torn up on I like, think how the general consensus this. is that it was about her friend who overdosed in oh, like, I didn't 2011 know that. oh how do I not um, know that oh so yeah That's sad. and it was and like even thinking about that is sad but then people yeah. will be like oh is it is it Austin? Like, is it Corey Monteith? It's like, I don't think it's like matters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, no, no I think no. that's why she I mean, didn't put it on the album. Feel bad. No, no, no. I, like I mean, it was bad. like my first question too. Cause yeah. I was like, holy crap. Like she's laying it so, all out yes. there about someone and it's really sad. And like, yeah. it, it's like clearly, you know, troubled mental illness, whatever it is. Um, it's like really sad. It's a beautiful song. I think the production mm-hmm. is really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it makes sense why she couldn't put it out when she wrote it because there just needs to be that distance to allow like a respectful lens yeah. looking yeah. at that song. But obviously it made such an impact on her life that yeah. she did write a song about it. And now it's kind of, it's you know, 
nine, ten years later, and she kind of releases yeah. it. And I wonder yeah. if she probably like reached out to whoever was really affected by that too, just be like, "Hey, I'm writing this," or maybe it's just a generic song that she's like, "Oh, hopefully, yeah. I, don't, I don't know." Yeah, I mean that that could be true too. I mean, she loves to write. She wrote like like on debut her like friends. I don't. I didn't listen to the album enough, but there's the what is it? The heart one or the string I heard, no. or <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't. I don't know what songs you're talking about with those. <laughs> A place in this world. No, oh, that's yeah. about her. That's mm-hmm. no. There's one that's about her friend with an eating disorder or something. Okay. Oh, Anyways. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name right now. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. Cold as you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, pay, no. No, it is not either of those. Uh-huh. So we're narrowing it down, but we can move on because oh. um, the other one is the very first night. I have no notes. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was good. cute. Like I forget yeah. about it, but I thought it was cute. So mm-hmm. the real question is taking out all too well 10 minute version. Do you think the bonus tracks of Fearless are better than the bonus tracks of Red or <sighs> vice versa? Because you don't okay. like message in a bottle. I don't like Message in the Bottle, but I like... You love Mr. Perfectly Fine. I do love Mr. Perfectly Fine. I like I Bet You Think About Me, and I like Nothing New. Um, Okay, what other songs were on Fearless? Hold on. Mr. Perfectly Fine. Um, Here, I can look it up. Because I know that they're... obvious because I don't remember them. (laughs) Yeah, this was... I was like, I think I might prefer this because I don't... I only remember Mr. Perfectly Fine. It was like, You All Over Me, We Mm. Were Happy, That's When, Don't You... And bye bye baby. Mm, I really like I just, don't you. Um, like in some ways, when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, oh, you know these fearless ones. I actually yeah. like enjoy. They have a vibe. Yeah. I don't know, but I think I I think I'd choose. Well, yeah, I think I'd choose red. I don't know. Like they're they're, they're <laughs> hits. They're hit hits and missing both of them. Like yeah. I don't really like that twin. Um, but I also don't really like message that's in a bottle. Me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard because there's reasons why they weren't on the album. Yeah. And there's reasons why they're they're bonus tracks and they're on yes. unreleased in the vault. So I I don't know who. I know I'd yeah. throw some tracks out of bed and keep others. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do a full ranking once all six albums oh, are released. Yes. Um, oh, which I'm brings excited. me to my final question. Ooh. Yes. Um, do you think we're going to get another red promotion cycle for any of her other albums forthcoming? What do you mean another red promotion cycle? Like, do you think she's going to go as hard for the other albums? Oh, oh. Ooh. I mean, 1989 was a, kind of a big deal. Kind of, so yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, I wouldn't be surprised if she really throws everything she has at 1989 as well. Interesting. I feel like... 19- There's rumors I, I, that she's just going to drop a lot of them. <laughs> Like all, like, I can't even keep track of why. But. Well, there's like there's some kind of rumor, and it's based off of the the 26 and the 13 and the 11 on the cake. People did the math, and they think that they're going to drop. There's no math. When has the math ever worked out? I need someone to make me a spreadsheet of every single theory revolving around numerical issues, and tell me when the math happened. I don't know. What does 26 mean? She put 26. 26 on the cake. is the. I bet you think is about me track number on uh, red the album it's no, that it's obvious not. it's that obvious it's I that really, obvious i really didn't even think about it though <laughs> at all i just saw the numbers i'm like okay and then i saw all these people like on this facebook group doing all this math like oh look at this and 13 plus 13 is 26 and i was like no. yeah she's was like never successfully hidden a date no that i can think of yeah Ever. Like, I think one time a stamp lined up, but she admitted yep. that she just put stamps on 13s because she wanted to save the date in case she wanted to do something. <laughs> but, you know, go, going back to your point, oh, there is a theory that she's just dropping them, dropping them, dropping them yeah. so that she can drop another album and do a tour. Because there's that rumored tour that she's going to be doing in 2022 to 2023 and i'm like is it gonna be a new album or is it gonna be the best of taylor and i was like who would go to like people want to go the best of taylor i'm like yeah i would like it will be folk lover more taylor's version yes (laughs) or just a taylor's version tour like yeah you know like it's just called taylor's version yeah i mean i don't think she needs an album to hype around like maybe that makes more financial sense but if she wants to perform live and it sounds like she does miss that then Mm -hmm. i think there's ways for her to just justify 
doing a freaking tour because she never got to do Lover and she never got to do, you know, Folklore Evermore. So why not just put something together? She has enough songs to pick and choose. She can do it. But I could also see her loving writing and maybe doing that. And maybe that's why these re-releases are so slow is because she's also working on a real new project. And it's like, come on, Taylor. (laughs) You can't keep forcing me to watch Swifties (laughs) do math on the timeline. I just can't handle it. Nope. And she she even said, she's like, they, they're just mathematicians. She just said that recently. She's like, they're just pulling out numbers and making things work. And yeah. I didn't think it – like, and it, it lined up, but I didn't do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Taylor. Yeah. But, but um, no, it'll be exciting to see what happens. Um, I feel like I'm really ready to jump into All Too Well, Tim and Aversion, yes, Taylor's version yes. from The Vault. Mm-hmm. Um, so many thoughts. So many controversies. Mm-hmm. Um so many visuals so many oh my gosh references and then the um, video it's just mm, the i think film. it just like is the perfect it really ties in the whole thesis of read the album links the yep. songs together like it's a masterpiece when was it written i don't know we'll have to discuss that um but i'm so glad we got to do this touch base really fast do a red review um and we'll be able to get more into the songs going forward um but you can find us on social media at switchish podcast on instagram at switchish pod 13 on twitter we're on our we have a patreon and we have a group chat and it is alive and well and flourishing and there's a lot of math going on in there i'm sorry to say and i will join I will join the story as soon as my house is set up, you guys. My life is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And um, Taylor, uh, we are all too unwell. So. (laughs) 